0: Adam Silvera is arguably one of the few queer authors who brought about a revolution in queer literature in the recent years. His books They Both Die at the End and More Happy Than Not have won various awards and brought him the best-selling tag. His other works like History Is All You Left Me and What If It's Us is also quite popular among the readers. A common thing thread between all his works have been that they have not only got well-developed and nuanced characters but also that they all fall into the contemporary young adult genre. In 2020, Adam published his first urban fantasy novel featuring queer characters in the lead. There was a lot of buzz going around how this would be the book most Lugia plus people have been waiting to get their hands on. However, the reality turned out to be quite different. Infinity Sun whose official blurb reads, Greater than growing up in New York, brothers Emil and Brighton always idolized the Spellwalkers, a vigilante group sworn to rid the world of specters. While the Spellwalkers and other Celestials are born with powers, Spectres take them, violently stealing the essence of endangered magical creatures. Brighton wishes he had a power so he could join the fray. Emile just wants the fighting to stop. The cycle of violence has taken a toll, making it harder for anyone with a power to live peacefully and openly. In this climate of fear, a gang of Spectres has been growing bolder by the day. Then, in a brawl after a protest, Emile manifests a power of his own, One that puts him right at the heart of the conflict and sets him up to be the heroic spell Walker Brighton always wanted to be. This sounded like a book that would have a lot of magic and maybe some really good brotherhood representation, and while both of this is sort of there, it isn't done well. The characters lack the Adam Silveraness in them. They are not real enough. A major problem that I had with both Emil and Brighton was that I just couldn't connect with them. This made me not root for anyone, and thus I really couldn't care or root for anything that happened to them in the story. Another problem and perhaps the more important problem was the fact that there was next to no world building. One was dumped into this magical world expecting that we are well aware of what the rules are and how it works. The general lack of spending even the basic amount of time the magic is what caused the book to fail in my opinion. Since there's so much happening, wands, phoenix, specters and whatnot, there had to be a more well laid out explanations and information. I had heard this book on my audiobook subscription and one of the biggest challenge was to remember what happened in the story if I had stopped midway yesterday. I listened to fantasy books twice, sometimes even thrice the length of what this book had and I have never faced this issue. Anyway, the gist of it all is that Infinity Sun was painful and quite honestly, very disappointing. But I was made aware that it is the first book and then supposed to be a series, but now it's actually a trilogy. I dared to think that maybe, just maybe things can still turn around and get better in book two. So, I was low-key excited to read Infinity Reaper which happened to also release on my birthday, 2nd of March. Simon and Chister India generously sent me a copy of Infinity Sun for review and I read it right away. The blurb for the second book read. Greater than a meal and Brighton defied the odds. They beat the bloodcasters and escaped with their lives, or so they thought. When Brighton drank the Reaper's blood, he believed it would make him invincible, but instead the potion is killing him. In Emile's race to find an antidote that will not only save his brother but also rid him of his own unwanted phoenix powers, he will have to dig deep into the very past lives he's trying to outrun. Though he needs the help of the spellwalkers now more than ever, their ranks are fracturing, with Maribel's thirst for revenge sending her down a dangerous path. Meanwhile, Ness is being abused by Senator Iron for political gain, his rare shifting ability making him a dangerous weapon. As much as Ness longs to send Emil a signal, he knows the best way to keep Emil safe from his corrupt father is to keep him at a distance. The battle for peace is playing out like an intricate game of chess, and as the pieces on the board move into place, Emil starts to realize that he may have been competing against the wrong enemy all along. Did I like it? Well, sort of. Is it better than Infinity Sun? 101%. Would I recommend it? Absolutely no. Infinity Reaper is genuinely a level up from Infinity Sun and one can say that just by looking at how thick, almost 500 some pages it is compared to its short and breezy 300-pager first book. Adam probably read all the reviews and took into account all the problems we had with the world building and spent enough time trying to go back and give us the details. However, despite the world building being improved, the book still failed to capture me. I felt that there was an excess amount of information overload and not to forget the characters who don't really show a lot of emotional development. I still don't care about any of them. If you are wondering if I would pick up the final book or not, then the sort and quick answer is, I want. I think I am happy without a queer fantasy which is this underwhelming. However, if you enjoyed the book, then kudos to you. Let me know what your thoughts about this book trilogy are. Get yourself a copy of these books here.